Future Proof Extra from News Talk. Now, obviously, we can learn a lot about the animals of the past by studying the fossils we find in the ground. But there's something else that prehistoric creatures leave behind, too. They're burrows. Here to talk to me about what we can learn from paleo burrows is Renata Neto. She's a professor at the geology graduate program in Usinosos, Usininos, uh, University in Brazil. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Renata? How do you pronounce that? Oh, it's Unisinus. Unisinus. I wasn't even close. You're very welcome to the program. <laughs> Tell me, what are paleo burrows, Renata? I'd never heard of them before now. Uh, hello, Jonathan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, paleo burrows are kind of sedimentary structures, but different from the primary sedimentary structures that are made by waves, currents, and etc. Paleo burrows are made by animals mostly. So as Animals um, excavate burrows nowadays. We see a lot of uh, recording rocks of burrows that were excavated in, by the animals from the past. So these, these structures are generally called paleoburrows. But among these evidences that are not body fossils, but trace fossils, we have a lot of other structures that are not true burrows, like uh, track trails, uh, trackways, uh, nests, um, all these structures uh, count a lot about the history of these animals and how they interacted with the environment in the past. Right. In researching this, I learned a new word, word, ichnology, which is the study of fossilized tracks, trails and burrows. And this is not something I had thought about. But of course, if you find a, a skeleton on its own, that can only really tell you uh, a, a bit about what that animal um, was like at the time, but it can't tell you how it moved or where it moved necessarily. But burrows are really useful in, in doing that. Can you tell us a little bit about the, 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 the usefulness of, of these tracks and burrows that have been locked in stone for so many years? Oh, for sure. Um, they are very useful to try to understand how these animals behave. So when you talk about evolution, we don't talk about evolution only um, for the appearance, the morphology of the animals, but how they uh, interact with the environment, how they work into the ecosystem. All this is about evolution. And trace fossils can tell a lot about it. And uh, we use these paleoburrows to understand how they uh, behave and how they protect themselves uh, against predators or uh, strong currents or waves. Or, or how they look for food, what kind of food they used to eat, and why they live in that place, and what the place offered them. So the, there's a lot of paleoecological information that trace fossils bring to us that body fossils don't, because body fossils can be transported, so they can occur in a place where they, the animal originally didn't live. But trace fossils, they cannot be transported because... As sedimentary structures, if you have erosion, so they are destroyed. So where the burrows are, we are sure that animal lived in that place, even that right. we cannot find the animal together with the burrow. How many paleo burrows have been identified so far? Wow. Well, I, I don't have a number of exactly, but um, I think that we have now more than a thousand Type, different types of burrows, considering vertebrates, invertebrates. So I, I would say that about a thousand uh, different uh, types, let's wow. say like this. 
And and the the animals that dug these burrows are are any of them so-called megafauna, like giant animals? Do we have burrows uh, that have been um, created by by large animals that don't exist today? Yes, it's uh, it's pre- pretty common to to be found uh, nowadays. There's burrows in the south of Brazil, for example. We have discovered a lot of them, and most of the paleoburros that we have in south of Brazil that we can attribute to the megafauna is um, the mammal megafauna. They were made mostly by glyptodonts or even by the giant sloths. Giant sloths and glyptodonts. So how how big was a giant sloth? Well, a giant sloth could be three meters tall or bigger. Whoa! Yeah. Three meters. Yeah. And, and what's a what's a glyptodon? A glyptodon. It was a kind of um, armadillo, but a big one that existed. Right. They use uh, the armadillos. They used to be like more elong- elongated. Uh, the carapace now, the the, the extant ones. But the glyptodonts, they used to have a rounded carapace. Do you know this Volkswagen car that's like a bug? Oh, yeah, it looks like a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. I'm looking at one now. Oh, yeah, the Beetle, yeah. And so the, you used to make a kind of analogy that this glyptodont could be bigger as a, uh, a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, so it's kind of like a like a giant turtle in some ways, but um, in terms of, of, of such a large shell taking up its, its, its body mass. But three and a half meters in length they go up to, and, and one and a half meters. These are giant creatures creating burrows um, they were only starting, as I suppose, to understand and, and explore. The, the paleo burrows that you uh, look at, are they still intact in terms of could you walk through them or crawl through them or have they collapsed due to the passage of time? No, some of, some of them collapsed, but there are many that uh, uh, this colleague that is, is called the Enrich Frank, and um, he has a team that is specialized in open these caves and try to follow them and their morphology. And there are some that they excavated and clean it. And they found a very large caves with uh, different entrances, but in connections and mm. uh, used to be large and long as well. How, how long would, it, would a, a, well, a paleo burrow be? Well, I think that this group found the caves with uh, five, six, seven meters long and two... Six or seven meters long? Yeah. That's not very long, is it? Yeah, and maybe two, one and and a half, two meters tall. So, But that that doesn't sound like a big burrow. That sounds like almost just about big enough to fit a... Lifted on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, the animals they they don't they don't excavate the big burrows. They excavate the burrow in the, the precise size that they need. So right. if it's for shelter, they excavate enough to be inside. I if get you. It's, okay. It's for breeding. Maybe they can do different uh, chambers uh, to protect uh, the newborns, but uh, they don't construct big houses like us. <laughs> I, I, I was um, imagining if these large armadillos and, and giant slots were digging tunnels, I was imagining they would be thousands of, of feet or thousands of miles long or well, hundreds of, of no, uh, no, meters No, no, they are anywhere. not. Yeah. Well, maybe okay. it would be, but uh, what is preserved that may be part of the, the cave, I don't know. But uh, 
I think that the longest that was found not bigger than seven meters long. Um, do we ever find the animals in question in their burrows? Like um, when, when uh, we come across a burrow, is it possible that an animal has died in there or does that just not happen? It's possible, but it's very rare. I right. particularly never found a, a trace fossil with a body fossil together. But um, the, there are some records in the world, and uh, one of the more classical records is uh, in the Berlin um, Natural History Museum. And uh, when you have a, a horse crab, and the horse crab died at the end of its trackway. Right. So it's very classical in ecology because uh, based on this specimen, we could attest that uh, some sort of uh, trackways that we have in the fossil record and we used to suppose that was made by an arthropod, so we could uh, attribute it, them to horse crabs. It's very right. difficult sometimes to attribute a, a trackway, uh, mostly of invertebrate burrows, to their trace makers. But in this case, it was possible because we had a trace maker at the end of the, the trackway. So this is a, a, a horseshoe crab found at the end of a, a tunnel. Yeah, they kind of look like um, mouses. They kind of like a mouse with a um, with a wire coming out of it at the back. They're kind of uh, domed, and on the if you flip them over, they look like uh, they look like crabs. But on, when they're flipped over, they look like um, the mouse you'd have with your, your computer. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting that. Um, Arthropods that you were describing, crabs and uh, arachnids and so on, that they they did this first, and that we see these sort of paleo burrows from their time. That's 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 really cool. Um, if you don't have the, the the animal in the burrow, how do you identify which animal caused which burrow? Because if it's just a a, a long tunnel or a short tunnel in the ground, it could be any animal that that created it, right? Yes, it's right, and it's a very, very good question. Um, well, it's like a puzzle, <laughs> and mm. uh, most of times uh, we use um, a lot of um, observation of extant organisms and how they interact with the substrate to be sure what kind of burrows they do. So uh, use a lot of analogy with modern burrows to compare the morphologies. But sometimes we have some structures that we can find in the modern environments. So it's a kind of detective uh, game, <laughs> you say. So mm -hmm. you, 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 you have some clues using, for example, some, uh, many animals that excavate burrows. They have um, podia, they have claws, small or big ones. So you can see the stria on the burrow wall. So the stria meaning claw marks, right? Claw marks, yes. Yeah, and yeah. so using the pattern of this stria, you can try to interpret if uh, it was a kind of invertebrate and which kind of arthropod made it or not. Um, right. There are, for example, seaworm burrows used to be covered by mucus because they need, mucus, uh, right. yeah, they need, they need to the mucus for skin respiration, and so uh, this mucus usually preserves in the fossil record as a kind of right. coating. Yeah, it becomes a kind of um, clay mineral, and so you see this uh, different colors surrounding the burrow. So and you see that it's a kind of clay mineral, organic clay mineral. 
So you see that it probably belongs to a worm or something like this. But for example, in the case of worms, it's not easy to say which one if you don't yeah. have the moderns to compare. Right. Okay. So it's a kind of, uh, as you say, a d detective puzzle looking at various um, pieces of evidence to try and come up with the, the best possible candidate. It's a really interesting area. I, I hadn't seen paleo burrows before. If you want to see pictures of them, you can uh, go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash news talk science. A really cool area to be researching. Um, Renata Neto from the Unicinos uh, University in Brazil. Thanks for your time. Music